Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- What up? Fran, uh, yes. I don't know how to say it in Spanish. I, I thought what? I remember. I was going to say, how are you doing? But I don't, I don't remember how to say that in Spanish. Como estas? Yeah. Yeah, como estas? <laughs> that's kind of elementary. Yeah, I was about to dig in a bag of, of some, <laughs> todos los tosos bien. I was like some shit I just heard on a, a George Lopez show or something. But uh, anyway, <laughs> man, uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, man? Doing good, man. Uh, I've been, I want to jump out of the gates and address this right off the bat. I am fine. Uh, I was not mauled or attacked by lions or tigers or bears or anything like this. People have figured out that I'm not a professional tracer by trade. I think they uh, figured that out uh, maybe like a couple years ago. Man. Did they? Well, yeah. okay. Well, I didn't know that it was officially there were people that like know what I do. <laughs> you came over here and said it. Did I? Yes. I don't remember. You know, I come in here and I just talk, right? Yeah. I don't even know, I know most of the time what I'm saying a lot of the times. Apparently, there was a story that came out that said that there was uh, lions escaped from a container at the Port of Baltimore. And I got messages and tags and everything on social media I know a lot of people were joking, but some of y'all, there was no LOL or yeah. people were like, is this true? Tag you not. It's in your article and shit. Yeah. Like, look. I was, not, is that legal? Oh, let's not get into that. Well, about I, what I, is, I, lay, man, I look, know, I just I know, go to work, I, man. I, I, I don't I know. know what's going on in any of those containers. Yeah, you do. I just go to my no, job and of, I come home. I come home. I go to work and I come home. Sure. I don't talk to anybody about anything that's going on sure. uh, under the radar. That's not my area expertise mm-hmm. so i don't know let's not get into what's legal and what's not not right. legal i can't say there aren't lions in a container somewhere right now sure. but they didn't get out and we're at the port of baltimore <laughs> just that's what i can say i can say that for sure i can confirm that. people it was crazy man <laughs> somebody did a decent editing job on a nighttime photograph of a port and put some some lions from the zoo there and shit it might have been real it could have been in lego somewhere somewhere in africa lions yeah lions. the king of the jungle just fucking walking around. Just walking around, bro. That's insane. People, you know, people exist amongst lions. <laughs> yeah, I would love to go on the safari, uh, the little, uh, what is it called? Tour. Yeah, safari tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's dangerous, though. I mean, they're like feet away. You're, and you're in a Jeep. And sometimes they get on the, the caged trucks. Yeah. Where you're like in a cage, but now the lion's on top of the truck. 
on the hood on the no like on top of the cage oh shit like because you're like it's a humvee so it's, it's like the roof's cut some off, of them don't have that cage though on to, yeah i'm not doing that tour. that's insane the tour where you're just like in a uh, you're just in a jeep in the jeep yeah, yeah with the it's doors like a convertible yeah no, kiss my ass never never in my life they could just come up yeah now just if you could promise me you? if you could promise me that this is just all cute safari like oh giraffes and zebras antelopes I doubt if it. they can't guarantee that, because yeah. wherever the antelopes are, it's some lions, lions. around somewhere. Cheetahs, all kinds of shit. Lying in wait. Yes. Lion in wait, if you will. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, man. No, I, I'm fine. I was not injured or attacked by any kind of uh, big cats at my job. Again, I can't speak for if they are there at my job currently or uh, in shipping containers or anything like that. I go to work and I keep my head down. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Uh, Fran, and some real uh, somber and sobering news, really sad, but it, it feels important for us to not only address it, but speak about the societal implications of the story and also just to, you can't, as men, we can't say, because I, I see a lot of feedback from women where um, like men will, or people will say like, stay safe, ladies, or mm-hmm. watch, your, watch your backs. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they go, why do we have to do that? Why, do, why is it on us to... to to protect ourselves from creepy dudes. And I, and the answer I, I kept racking my brain after hearing this story that we're about to go into, where it's like, I can't tell a guy not to be a creepy monster fucking weird. I can't, I, that's no, I can't be like, Hey man, don't follow women and try to break into their apartment. Like I, I, there's no warning I can say for that. All I can say is like, Hey ladies, if it's a dark street, maybe don't be staring at your phone. Cause a creepy weirdo who we can't, I can't check a guy. I don't know. And he, like imagine a guy listening to this podcast and we say that and he goes, Oh wow, I was gonna be a weird, creepy weirdo tonight. Yeah. But they said don't. So I'm gonna adhere to that. Right. It just isn't gonna happen. No. Right? So we can say, hey, turn your AirPods down. Maybe don't air your you know, just little things like watch your drinks yeah. out in public. Cause these dudes are at home with aspirin pills, practicing how to drop a pill in a cup, like it's the thing where you flip the cups around and then hit the timer. Mm-hmm. There are dudes at home right now trying to practice their speed to how they could drop the pill in the cup at the at the bar without anybody noticing. Yeah. That's happening. So I can't tell you, I can't tell that guy like, hey man, hey man, hey, don't do that. Yeah. That's wrong. It's like, yeah, I fucking know that. That's <laughs> that's why I'm doing and, it. And it would question why you say something like that. Who? Uh, a person, like a, uh, a man. Yeah, like, like a guy you, without like, that wait, intention, what? he'd be like, what are you... Wh- yeah. Like, do you do that? Yeah. Like it would be it would get flipped on immediately. Yes. Like, hey man, look, Chesky, we're going out to have a good time. Yeah. Nobody roofie anybody tonight, okay? They'd yeah. be like, uh, we weren't planning on it. Why are you saying that? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just saying, like They might even say that. They might go, Hey, did you uh yeah. did you hear what I was <laughs> Now the rumor's on me. Yeah. And I don't even know. I thought I just did a public service announcement. Yeah. Right? But anyway, so um a few days ago, a young lady named Mia Marcano went missing. Her family was understandably you know really concerned trying mm-hmm. to get you know the word out there and unfortunately this past week her body was discovered it was uh she was bound bound with duct tape and she was found not in her apartment but like 20 miles away from her apartment building mm-hmm. the only suspect and the, the person that is uh, uh, presumed to be the person responsible was a man named armando manuel caballero he's 27 years old and he was the maintenance man for the apartment building mm-hmm. He had been confronted, you told me this, he had been confronted by her parents at some point because he was sending her a lot of text messages or being too... It was, after, it was after she went missing. 
they was, but they, but they, but they knew that she had, oh, had they problems was on with him before. Yeah, yeah they got was it. On okay, I, I was wondering in what way. So immediately after she went missing, the family was like, "It was probably the creepy maintenance man." Yeah, and they went and confronted him. And, and yeah, they talked to him. Yeah, and then he proceeded to go home and commit suicide. Yeah, he. They didn't have any uh, no evidence. They didn't. They said the the police or whatever said they didn't have any invest. I mean, any evidence, enough evidence to to, to charge him to charge him or go and question him or something like that. But they was like, "Yeah, th- he had his bag and shit in his car, her bag, her bag, her bag yes, in his yes, car," yes. and it was like. And you, get, the video was like it was it was crazy just to see that dude. You knew he did that, and he's just like denying it. And yeah, like, bro, we we know you did it. Oh, they they filmed them confronting it was filmed, him. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Wow. Um. So obviously, Mia Mar- uh, Marcano, absolute tragedy that she's was killed this way. And the same week that that happened, I saw a TikTok of a young lady who exposed her maintenance man mm-hmm. for taking advantage of the fact that he's the maintenance man. Mm-hmm. And has numbers of people in the building and used that access to hit on her mm-hmm. and then made jokes about like, oh, I just walked past your apartment building. I'm about to come in. And she's like, please don't do that. Yeah. I'll call the police. Yeah. Like in his mind, he thought that was being flirtatious and, yeah. and she was playing hard to get her some mm-hmm. kind of weird shit. And these are the kind of things like there's dudes out there. There's people out there in general because I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but I got sexually harassed in Austin, Texas, and it was crazy. Right. It's not the time. It's not the time. It's not nearly the same. <laughs> but that lady who sexually harassed me did not get any of my body signals. Wait, what was this? We were at the bar, man. She was all up, all up. Anyway, the point is, there are people in the world who don't can't pick up signals. Yeah. They can't pick up these signals that you might be thinking you're giving out off. Explicitly. Oh, shit. I forgot what you used to. OK. Yeah, I, I forgot. I mean, was I, I not? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, forgot. I mean, that was I crazy about that. Yeah, yeah. If I did that, yeah. which I never would. If I did what she did to me, they would have put me under oh, the jail. This would have been we wouldn't even been doing this. Yeah, thing. this this whole thing would have been can't. They would have found my house, been protesting outside of my house with flat yeah. with posters. And yeah, stuff. I remember. It been crazy. I you talk about now. It was insane. Yeah. And I feel like I was very much like, OK, please. T- I don't want you to do that anymore, please. Yeah. So anyway, there are, but there are people in this world who don't, can't pick them up or don't want to pick them up. Yeah. They feel like if they just keep pushing through and wear, and wear you down is like the, it's such a weird term. This is not a movie. No, it's, it's not a romantic it's, movie. It's not a romantic comedy. And they think like, well, she just like, I just need to be more aggressive and eventually she'll get tired of saying no. And then she'll say yes. Yeah. That's a lot of people's mentality. Yeah. Right. That's a whole separate conversation mm-hmm. than you being a fucking person in the position of a hotel manager or custodial staff or anything like that, where you have keys and access to somebody's building and access to their contact information for emergency purposes. Like mm-hmm. I, you have my number in case my apartment floods. Yeah. Why are you texting me? W Y D. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what you even say. I feel so terrible. Like I never, I never thought about that before from a, the perspective of a woman where you live in a apartment building in the, the maintenance person might make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you have a problem at your apartment building, that's who you have to call. Yeah. And they have, they have to come and in your apartment and yep. know where you, your work schedule and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's a very compromising position to be in. And this story of me and Marcano really opened my eyes to that. Cause again, every, every month, every week, every episode, we find out about some new angle that we hadn't thought about before because we're men in society. And, I, and this was just a new one for me where I was like, wow. So she was being harassed by her maintenance man. Mm-hmm. And then that ended up being the person that killed her. Yeah. So the, I guess the PSA that again, cause I can't tell, I can't tell the fucking uh, dirtbag Armando Caballeros to be like, Hey man, don't do that. That's yeah. really creepy. And str- I, I can say it, but it, 
who do I don't know who I'm I don't know who I'm talking to. So all I can say is to the women who are often the targets of these people. For one, let me just say this. I don't I've never in my life given given out somebody's phone number when somebody has asked for a person's phone number. I'll say, hey man, yeah, let me contact them and see if that's cool. Or I'll give them your number. Since you want to talk to them, I'll give them your number. I've never given somebody's phone number to somebody. Because here's a scenario, like here's here's the thing that's happened to me in my life. Like, I might think a girl is cute. Mm-hmm. And I and I know their friend, so I go, hey man, uh, such and such, like, you know, did they ever bring me up? Yeah, she actually gave me. Uh, she actually told me if you ever asked to uh, give her, give you her number. Yeah, that's way different than like, hey man, your friend such and such. Do you think uh, she would like me? I have no idea. She's literally never brought you up at any point in our life of ever. Never mentioned you, not one yeah, time. Right. Okay, cool. Well, can I have her number? The answer should be no. Yeah, because there's been no implication that that person has any interest in you at all. Yep. So if you're if your number or if you're contacted by somebody who doesn't who never had your number, and I'm sure this is a lot of women's scenario. I'm sure I'm not telling them something new. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just gonna tell them how my brain has worked out this Mia Marcano story into something to say, like, hey, just to remind people. If you're getting contacted by somebody who you know for sure you didn't give your number to them, if you're if you're immediately uncomfortable, that's where you start the trail of like telling your friends, let people know, like, I don't know where this guy got my number from, mm-hmm. but I'm just letting people know. So far, it's just like a how's your morning, good morning text or whatever. But I'm just letting people know I didn't give him my number. I don't know who gave it to him, but I'm just letting people know. The second it crosses over into discomfort and like, when can I take you out? You know, anything where you're like, I've already made it clear to you I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. That's when you start really making the real trail of telling people like, hey, screenshots, whatever. Because a few years back, remember the good morning, Julia guy? The guy, it was a guy, he got this girl's number, allegedly. I don't really remember the full story, but the alleged story was he got her no, he got her phone number off of some kind of sign-in sheet at a gym or something like that. Crazy, right? And, he, and then he sent her a video message on, of himself on his phone being like, hey, Julia, good morning, my name's whatever. I saw you coming out of the gym the other day. I was like, she's beautiful. I would love to take you to dinner sometime. This is my house. He's taking the camera around his house, all the work you see in there, I did it myself, the ceiling fans, the crown molding, this is all me. That's the kind of guy you're getting. I would love to cook you some of my nana sauce and, you know, just show you a good time, show you a good guy. You also, and then apparently she told him she wasn't interested because mm-hmm. she said something about, yeah, I think I'm getting back with my, together with my boyfriend. Yeah. So he, because you're, you're just listening to the things he's saying in the videos, like you're thinking about getting back together with your boyfriend. Don't do that. This is all the man you need right here. And it went viral because it was funny, right? Mm-hmm. But that's terrifying. Yeah, that's not funny. For a woman to get that message is fucking terrifying, especially if you didn't give them your phone number, Yeah, right? So if you are in a position where you start receiving those kind of messages, you need to make it clear to as many people around you as possible, make a, a paper trail to, and, and possibly go to the police to make a record of like, hey, this person, if anything happens to me, suspect this person. Mm-hmm. Women a lot of times have a tendency to try to like laugh and polite their way through awkward situations. Yeah. Because it's scary. This dude could like snap and then it's a real problem, right? Yeah. But if the problem becomes a problem regardless of if you're nice or not, then what the fuck can you do? Yeah. If you try to polite and nice your way out of there and they go, see, wearing her down, and then you still end up in the same predicament where you could get hurt or worse, then what the fuck do you do? So you tell as many people around you, hey, uh, this person got my number somehow, don't know how, or DMs. Yeah. People keep DMing you. I see screenshots of that all the time. I, I used to follow this account called like Buy Felipe, yeah, where it was like cre- like asshole dudes, and it would be like, 
of uh, like over the course of six months. Hey, 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 good morning. Hey, hey. And then they never say anything. And then the last one's like, fuck you. You're an ugly bitch anyway, you stupid, dumb bitch. Yeah, I, like, I, wow. I, I see that. I see that a lot. And I think uh, a lot of men, I think that's like a hint that a lot of men should be able to detect. I would, so it was like you would think you would you would think because I mean there's been there's been times where I was you like you shoot your shot I, and you miss you but yeah you do it like twice and you go okay I get it. a logical I get person it. I get it a lot she's person. not she's not interested so you go okay whatever you move on but yeah. you don't go and insult them and disrespect them when they don't give you the response also there's been times where you can there's been times where I I'm sure you went through it too where you you know you have the girl give you her number but mm-hmm. you text her and mm-hmm. the conversation is dry that's yeah. where you go. She okay. might, she maybe she realized she yeah, made a mistake here. Exactly. Or something like that. That's where you go. You got to be able to pick up these yeah, little small yeah, details. Yeah, not yeah. like oh, let me just keep on trying. Yeah. And then some dudes would be like, it's dick pick time. Yeah. Then it's like it's cr- this is crazy, yeah, man. That's why I don't understand. I really, when I see people like girls <laughs> will put dudes wild. on blast. Presumably, and it could be some people automatically go to like, oh, this girl's a bitch. Like she tried to expose yeah. this dude. She might be trying to put it out there to go. Hey, this guy's like harassing me. I want people to see yeah. evidence that it happened. We've been around somebody that 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 used to. Uh, they probably still do, it, but did that. That go like that. Try to talk to girls in public, and then oh man, and they go. I get, I get well, away. If you didn't, yeah, call it b words. Yeah. You're ugly. It's like, bro. And then just, it's like, but you know something. And also, as men, we were supposed to say something. Yeah. But instead, what we did was we grew up and we just separated from people like yeah. that. Oh yeah. And you look back and you wish you would have known or you would have had the state of mind to to do that back yeah. then to go like hey like why come on man like you then you make you're making all of us look like those guys yeah. don't do that you know but i instead you just go oh i don't like that person won't be hanging out with that person anymore you get yeah. to a point where you grow up and you just are like let me get a, let me get away from people like that yeah. right but we need to learn as men to start checking those kinds of people checking that kind of behavior cuz there's nothing cool about that man like somebody's not wrong cuz they didn't give you what you wanted it doesn't make them a uh, somebody that you should attack yeah you know, and unfortunately that happens a lot in society. It happens a lot to women and it happened to me and Marcano, man. That's yeah. really unfortunate and really sad. And, you know, and you're a dad, man. I like, say, yeah, I like, see a lot of people that I saw a lot of people in the comments on the story like this was just like, if you have sons, teach them how to take rejection. Yes. And and I was like, that is that's super important. I have a son and yeah. that's something you, you should be trying to teach them. Like, you know, especially no means no, no means no. And learn also, how to read if right. they if they're into you. Yep. So that should be something you should be teaching your son. Also, with my son, I have a daughter also. Yes. And a mom in the house. So it's just like that that's a that environment. Yeah. He should be able to learn, like, man, look, if they're not interested in you, mm-hmm. go, just don't. Don't be don't be weird. Don't you be can weird. be straight you can be straight up with your with your son when yeah. you get older. Don't be a weirdo. But yeah, don't be a weirdo. It's <laughs> I wish I had some other like clinical psychology, yeah. psychological word for it. But like, I I feel like I would know when I was being a weirdo. It's not on women to be. I mean, they have to, unfortunately. But it's not on. It shouldn't be on women to be on the lookout for creeps. Yeah, it should be the responsibility of parents like yourself yep. or just a, a grown ass person to go. Hey, man, I'm gonna not be a weirdo today. Yeah, as a man or a woman who's creepy and swipes your taint at a uh, a texas bar and it's like hey what's up you know any whatever well just for example yeah. but, just well, to show both you know, sides of the yeah court. like but but that woman that woman took a shot and that was a, it was, it was it was a, a hell, hell of a shot a hell of a, a shot. shot and she tried and you you know blew it off and it was just like okay well she didn't attack she didn't yeah try she to didn't like come run throw a drink at, on me yeah, yeah after yeah. we left the bar yeah so it's like but but now that having this conversation 
men are super creepy. Because what happens, yeah. I tell Steph when she's out, especially when she's out with the kids, is like, be aware of your surroundings. Yes. If you, if, 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 a, if, if a dude is just like, in the aisle with just just weird not, gra- not grabbing anything call me it's like call me and then like the other day she called me and was like hey it was a i was in a parking lot and it was a shitload of spaces in the dude park right next right to next to me and like when i looked out he was looking right at me and i was like where are you at because yeah. i and she was like he left but i was like i was i was at work i was ready to go because like sure. just don't like just don't do just that weird like, but why, like would you, again, why are you doing shit like that again how do you get that message to that guy He's not listening to this, and he also thinks, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Fuck you, man. But you are, man. But you are. But they, <laughs> some of these people really don't know. It's crazy, man. And then let's just play devil's advocate for one second, and let's just say Armando Caballero shot his shot. Yeah. But his shot was it was a, it was a crazy shot. He came and just came to her apartment and opened yeah. the door. And in his mind, yeah. well, she says good morning to me and stuff, so this will be, like, a flattering move. Yeah. And then... His cognitive dissonance when she goes, what the fuck are you doing in my apartment? Can you?" He's like, he can't even process the idea of her not being madly in love with him yeah. and finding this creepy gesture flattering. Mm-hmm. And then he attacks her. He could also have just been a psychopath who went right in for an attack. Yeah. But he could have, in his mind, been doing something that he thought was going to be flattering to her. Yeah. And it was, in fact, terrifying because he doesn't have the ability to process the difference. Yeah. Also, your first impression is the most important one. And, and she pro- just saying she probably oh, she, thought she, she put, wrote this dude off long ago. But I'm saying like maybe he did something from the jump yeah. that was super weird. And it was like, oh, this. Yeah. You're, you know, no, yes. I'm, blo- I'm, I'm ending this immediately because yes. whatever you just did was super weird. I'm not into yeah. it. Yeah. So I, you won't even get like a uh, good morning from <laughs> right. me anymore. Yeah. He probably was at that point. Yes. And he thought like, oh, I need to show her like a really desperate Real sh- gesture. No, no. You know, you it, could be good looking, but if once you do something weird, it's like, yeah, n- that goes for anybody. Women, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. You do something, it's like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not. No. Right. You can write business. Writ off. <laughs> writ, is writ a word? Written uh, off. Written off. Written off. It's, writ? it's written off. Yeah. I'm sure writ is a word, but it doesn't, it? It doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> written off. You can get written off. It's, and it's a lot of like, the world has convinced everybody that. They're special and important and and people grow up and really think that. Yeah, people that grow game. up and really think the world is mine. I should get what I want because my mom and my dad gave me everything I wanted. So yeah. I if I like this girl, she should like me. One of the most like interesting and, and we'll go to the shout outs after this. One of the most interesting like um litmus tests for how a person thinks is this movie called Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm. If you watch this movie, depending on who you are like on the side of will really tell you a lot about a person. I feel like most people would at the end of the movie go, man, that guy's kind of a dick. Yeah. But there might be some people that go, she let him on. Like she, she started dating him a little bit and then didn't date him. It's like, it's a real, it's a real interesting litmus test that movie. So I recommend people and people who have, who have seen the movie. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on that movie. It's really interesting how the male and female brains work like, or just people in general about, somebody meeting your expectations and how it's not their responsibility to meet your expectations. Mm -hmm. It's not on them to be what you've painted in your brain. That's not anybody's responsibility. That's your fault for putting all these eggs in this basket and being like, well, when I finally date this person, I'll get a promotion and my life will be better. And life will just, the roses will smell so much sweeter. And then when they, when that person goes, I don't like you at all. Yeah. It just breaks 
the the last decade of your like the you you planned out so much shit and it shatters everything and people can't handle that. Some people can't handle that yeah. and they snap. And it's fucking weird and crazy. So just don't be a fucking weirdo. Is the kind of to put a bow on it. Don't be yep. a fucking weirdo, man. Oh, I do have a random question for you. Oh, yeah, friend. Okay, okay, let's do it. So, um, I saw a post. I was on Instagram last night. Saw a post. Now we talked about our trip in five years to Japan. Japan, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about. Yes. It. So I did see. I looked up some stuff and I and I saw an article where it was like, "What are things that is normal to us? Sure. That, no, that is unusual to us, but normal to in Japan to, to people in Japan. Okay, I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a list of maybe like, I think it was like 20, but I'm going to just read a couple. Um, read the juicy ones or the craziest ones that we would think are crazy. <laughs> well, the, this might seem crazy. It's crazy to me. Okay. But one of the things was that the streets are clean. <laughs> that's streets, sad. Oh, the streets that's are sad. Clean oh, we got to move. We yes, got to move. The man. streets are clean. We got to move from Baltimore. Yes. That's sad that you think. That's the, yeah. Yes. And they, and they hardly have any trash, public like trash cans. Okay. That is so clean. The streets so clean. And the gutters are. Uh, that breaks my heart. Yes. The gutters <laughs> are so clean that they have like the the water streams that's in them. They uh-huh. have koi fish in them because they're they're so clean. Are you sure this isn't propaganda? No, that sounds man. That, that. You had me with the clean streets because I've been places where the streets <laughs> are clean. Of course. Not Baltimore is not one of them. Yeah. But it's fish swimming around yeah, in the, angelically in the rainwater in the <laughs> yes. sewers. Yes. I don't know. Okay. You don't know about that? I don't know about that. That might be them trying to, you know, they embellish it a little bit. They, you street, they got, the streets might so be clean. clean. But you can fish. You can just grab. Oh man, I dropped my I dropped it's my phone. So clean. I dropped my phone in the sewer. Shit, let me it's grab a, it. Oh, so a clean. fish. Yeah. You koi, accidentally a koi, grab a, a beautiful a koi, koi fish. A koi fish, bro. People get those tattooed on their body, and you can accidentally just pull one out when you when you try to pick up your AirPod that you dropped. Hey man, they sold me. All right, okay. All so, right, hey, I'm into it. Hey man, <laughs> Japan. Another one was in Japan. Tipping is rude. It's considered rude. That's a lot of places in Ireland. It's the same way. Is it because people pay a living wage everywhere else? Hmm. Tipping is you understand tipping is disgusting, right? Like we we live by that culture that tipping is cool or whatever, but those people make like a dollar and twenty six cents an hour, so they have to get tips. Everywhere else is just like, no, we get paid a nice amount of money, and so we don't have to. You don't have to tip if you like me, cool, but you don't have to tip. But I mean, it's considered it's my, rude it's, though. Like, just don't just don't, don't do it don't, at all. Don't do it at all. Okay, yeah. Don't we don't we have a listener that's in Japan or no? Korea. Korea, okay. We might have a listener in Japan, but I know for sure Korea. Yeah. So another one was slurping noodles is polite. <laughs> well, can I guess? Is it because like, oh, it's good? Is that why? Like, is that like a sign of like, I love these? It means you are enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That is weird because that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, can you imagine being on a date and somebody just go? <laughs> yeah. The yeah, sauce, and then the last Ugh. noodle, the last noodle flicks up and it gets on your face because yeah. like it's like backsplash. Nah. And you would like you would say that's gross. Yeah. Like, clean your mouth. Or whatever. But in Japan, um, it means you love the meal. Yes. Another one was you can rent a boyfriend in Japan. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. That's a good hustle. Because people are lonely, man. Yeah. Or you like a wedding. I could see the events where somebody could want need to rent a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It's like you don't want to go to something alone. Yeah. You're not going to advertise that I rented them. You could just go, oh, we met. And I decided to invite them to this wedding. But you rented a boyfriend. A good looking person that you can talk, talk to people and, and have a good time and people compliment you. Because if you bring a... If you bring a person who is a hit mm-hmm. to an event, it's a compliment to you. Like, they'll be like, man, that person you brought, man, good, nice. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank you. Cool. So I can yep. see how that could be a nice little uh, investment. I don't see anything that's wrong with that. No, but, um, it, but it is weird. No, it's weird. It's weird. But I get it. Yeah. I get the business mo- model. It's weird, but I mean, like, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a, 
I well, think do they fuck? I think it's. I, I don't think so. Okay, because like it doesn't get that an escort. They, we have escorts here. Yeah, I know that. You get like a high a high profile escort, but rent a boyfriend sounds a lot more cute. Cute, you know. I think, but I think that's that sounds way better than a An guy escort. going renting a, a woman. Doing what? That's just a, a, opposite. The opposite. Oh, of, rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because the kind of guy that would rent, quote unquote, a woman. In your mind, yeah. in my mind, you think of like a shy girl that like, oh, I just, you know, would love a guy to take me on a picnic. But a guy that like wants to rent a girl is like, hey, Toots, I want to take you out to dinner tonight. I want you to wear Why thumb skimpy. I want you to wear thumb skimpy. And then uh, this person Italian I want you to or? only touch the balls. And you're like, Are what the Italian? F- yeah. <laughs> Bronx or some Brooklyn somewhere? Yeah, it's it's uh, Tony Soprano. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um but yeah, it, it yeah, it, it's it's less cute. It's less cute for sure, the idea. Rent a yeah. boyfriend is like, oh cute. She just wants somebody to hold her hand for the day. And the other one is like, oh, that's insidious. Yeah. Another one was um they have vending machines everywhere. Oh uh, yeah, with interesting things in them. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a bug vending machine, but that's not even one I was gonna bring up. A bug vending machine? Yeah, I don't I didn't look into it, just I saw it and I was like, that seems kind of weird. I don't like know you could you get can, a bug out? I don't know. I, I didn't look into it. I just saw it and I was like, man, I would on. love a beetle right now. Yeah. <laughs> But um, <laughs> another one was that you can they vending machines sell alcohol in them. Fun, yeah, I'm into that. That's Which, not, I, I would love that. Yeah, that, and, that's and not, drinking in public is also cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. It's like 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 Nolans. Yeah, you just walk around New Orleans. One of those big cup. We're gonna get some of those in Vegas, by the way. The big long cups with the straw. Yeah, you just walk around the streets getting fucked up. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Yeah. Uh, another one was that was that was super important was um, that I liked was uh, theft is non-existent. Come on, see, go grab your belt. Go back into propaganda again, oh, man. I'm sorry. Nobody steals. I don't think they, nobody. Don't they chop your hands off or something there? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't, Probably. I, I, don't, that, that, I feel like I've heard that in Taiwan and other Thailand, maybe, but I don't know. It's non-existent. Somebody steals. Leave some money on the table. Somebody steals. I don't know, man. That's, that's, I, I mean, listen. If, I'm excited to go. Listen, <laughs> your list you just read. I already have been dying to go to Japan. Yeah. If you can just grab koi fish out of the sewers and sold, nobody man. steals, yeah. I'm in even more than I was. I didn't I think, think it was possible to be any, in, any more in. They are super futuristic. And they have like a rotating car garage. I'm, I want to yeah, see dope. that. That's I dope. do want to see that. I saw that in Tokyo Drift. They've had that for decades. Yeah. That's been out <laughs> That's since 2003. Insane. That's insane. Which car do I want? So it's like, what car? Where's my car? Zoom, yeah, zoom, go around. Zoom. Yeah, it, they just so more. It's just They seem like they're so far advanced. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go. It's probably like New York City. And is it like it's the, like New York City? Well, Tokyo is. Yeah, yes. oh, it's Tokyo. But there's okay. Japan, there's like rural parts of Japan that yeah. are like humble and stuff. But like big city Japan, Tokyo yeah. is yeah. They it seems it seems we don't live there, yeah. so we don't want to make presumptions. But it seems like they're very ahead and a rotating car garage and futuristic wow. and yeah and, and very like there's no inhibitions and taboos like. If you want to wear a costume today, you can just do that. Yeah. Like I just I dress like a cartoon character every day, and nobody dress or bats an eye, and and that sounds that seems super cool. Yeah. So yeah, no Tokyo. I, just, uh, I, I can't. I can't wait, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah. first is Vegas. So Vegas. It, one step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. We're gonna go to Vegas. We're gonna conquer Vegas. Yeah. And then we're gonna jump over to. We're gonna jump across the pond. It's gonna be step. We're gonna jump across the pond. Not Tokyo. Not Japan. Somewhere in. I gotta build in up the, to. I gotta build up to that. That's a hell of a flight. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do My like goodness. we'll go to London or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to CrimeCon UK. Mm. Never know. Yeah. Just put it out there. Manifestation. Put it out there. Maybe we go. That'll be us taking a step to putting our toe in the pond, as they say. That's what they say <laughs> over there. So you put your foot in the pond. So maybe we put our foot in the pond over there, over across water, 
and that'll be a little test. And then when we go, we come back, then in five years, we go here from boom here, Japan. Yeah. That's going to be dope. Yeah. So super fun, man. But uh, let's go ahead and get into these shout outs. That's right, folks. Uh, it's time for some Patreon shout outs. Once again, Cultober continues. Episode two is out now. I uh, covered a really interesting cult from Uganda. I uh, thought the episode went really well. I'm really having a good time editing and putting together the score and everything that is involved in that. And, and I can't wait to put out another uh, Cultober every Friday. Join the Patreon at the Serial Killer level. And you can enjoy some of that content. Up first, our first shout out goes to Alana W. Alana W. Shout out to you. Thank you very much for joining the Patreon. I hope you're enjoying the, enjoying the content over there. Much appreciated. Up next, we got Cassie. It's me and you now. But I'm hating. Uh, Friend used to be in love with her, right? Oh, yeah, what? yeah, big time. But not this Cassie. But I'm sure she's awesome as, as well. I'm sure somebody loves her. So shout out to Cassie, Cassie E. Much appreciated. Up next, we got Izzy. Marsh. I mean, Izzy, Izzy M. Izzy or Izzy Nee. I don't know. It's confusing. No, smoke screen. Don't even don't say anything. You know, Izzy or Izzy Nee. I don't know. Izzy? Izzy is not. The crazy Izzy part not. is, uh-huh. I, okay, I, every week I'll wait until you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to move past it. That's fine. I was trying to throw a smoke screen, man. You ruined it. Izzy, shout out to Izzy M. Much appreciated for the uh, support. We thank you. Uh, up next, we got Anna L. Um, shout out to you, Anna. Thank you very much. That is a great picture. See, see that's a person who's made the most of the space that they're provided for the Patreon little uh, profile photo. I can tell that that's a person, a great smile, seems like a nice person. Thank you, Anna. Shout out to you. Up next, we got Bianca S. Shout out to Bianca S. Much love. Thank you for uh, the support. We appreciate you. Uh, Up next, we got Whitney with the Y is capital at the end. I don't know why the Y is capitalized at the end. I'm not really understanding the vision in that. But we appreciate you nonetheless, okay? So shout out to Whitney. Thank you. Much love, much love and appreciation to you. Up next, we got Uma. I don't have to say it. Uma D. Oh, we're going to go ahead. And, there's a lot going on there. So you know who you are already. I'm saying there's a lot there. But Uma, like Uma Thurman. So shout out to Uma. I'm assuming it's like Uma Thurman anyway. Uma, shout out to you. Hope you're enjoying that content over there. Much love. Thank you. You are a true serial killer. We appreciate everybody that we just named. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into this fucked up shit, so stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Fran, before you jump into your story, I just wanted to touch on a story that we covered that's actually starting to get attention right now because Khalil Wheeler Weaver, uh, mm. he was known as like the tender killer. He was a social. He was using 
um, social dating apps to lure women in and kill them yeah. and parks in New Jersey. Um, he was sentenced to like 160 years this past week. Good. So good riddance to him, rotten hell. And that episode that we covered that story on was actually episode 157. Mm-hmm. It's titled uh, "What's Up, Dog." I actually prank called my mom before we got into the story. That was that was funny. Oh, but that was, aside, like, that was like a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah, it was some time ago. So that's aside from obviously the seriousness of the story. Yeah, but yeah. that story is cut. We covered that story in that episode 157. What's up, dog? So if people want to check that out to find out if you aren't familiar with Khalil Wheeler Weaver, you can get the details or some of the details. Again, we're not. Mm. I didn't fucking catch him. I don't know all the details, <laughs> yeah. but I covered the details that I could find in that in the story that I did on episode one fifty seven. Yeah. Anyway, Fran, back to you. Yeah. So my affirmative murder this week is about the story of Ella Ella May Wiggins. Ella May Wiggins. Ella May Wiggins. Yeah. Ella May is great. Don't Just the, the, the singer. Yeah. Yes. yes, she's she great. Is. Yes. But this is not. That's not her. This no is not relation. Her. This is in nineteen. This is like nineteen hundred. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably no. Probably no relation. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So Ella Mae Wiggins was born in nineteen hundred near Seaverville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. She was second of her parents' twelve children. Oh. I feel like that time they was just like busting them out, man. Yeah, there was no contraception, man. Was, I mean, they might have had like lamb skim, sheep skim, sheep skin condoms, maybe, but there was no birth like real birth control just like that today. Just letting them out. And people were Catholic, so even if there was birth control, Catholic people don't believe in it. Mm. That's why people today, yeah, a lot of Catholics have like Philip Rivers is, is is like a Catholic guy or Christian guy. He has like eleven children. Yeah, he's got the bread for it, but some people don't have the bread for it and still have like twelve children. That's that's crazy. Oh, so yes. Yeah, so Can you even a, love twelve kids? I mean, listen. I don't I mean, know, man. That's a listen. Lot. You have you you obviously you have got a favorite. favorite. You got your favorites. Yes, you got your favorites. That many? Yes. Come on, man. I don't know if there's that. You know, people. I I got a big heart, man. I don't know if I got that much love to go around. I don't love twelve friends. <laughs> twelve <laughs> love? kids. Love's a big word. Twelve kids, man. You would it's, die for all twelve of your kids. Come on, man. Somebody crazy. would hesitate on that one. The last one, one of the last two ones. The last, like, one that's you six. got twelve. The last like three is like that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it may be fucked up to say, but I mean, like the last three, you didn't, you didn't want. They you walked didn't, out. You didn't yeah, even you know didn't, you were pregnant. On no, the last, the last 10, 11, and twelve. That's a lot of kids. Man. Ten, eleven, and twelve. You would do anything for ten, eleven, and twelve. I know one. No question. Oh yeah. Three. Hell yeah. Yeah. Eleven. That. Eleven, you would do anything for the same passion as the first three. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a parent. Yeah. So I, obviously, what I'm saying probably sounds stupid. I, people out there, I'm sure we have a listener that has high volume kids. Yeah. Maybe not twelve, but maybe six. I don't know. Even that sounds like that a sounds lot. A lot, man. I have two, man, and they drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when they're up and active, yeah, it's like it's a problem. It's they're. You all ever seen that movie Cheaper by the Dozen? Oh man, it's crazy! It's fucking Steve Martin and uh, can't remember the other lady's name. I think she's a lady from Jumanji, and they have twelve kids from aging from like eighteen to seven, and the house is crazy. The That's kids are swinging close. from the yeah. chandelier. Yeah, two of the kids are twins. It's like, man, this is nuts. Yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. It's wow, man. Twelve. I have like I said, and I that's you. Two. You just did that I pause and that head shake with yeah. two kids. I have two. You have 12. Four of them is in the same age within like five years. Oh, yeah. No doubt. At least. They might all be. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> I, I get nightmares when I see people have twins and I go, oh, man. Whoa. It's a blessing. Listen, listen. It I'm, is a blessing. It's a blessing. But like it's when somebody down. comes, when your, your partner comes and says, I'm pregnant, most people aren't thinking like, I hope it's twins. So when you find out, it's like, damn, okay, well, I got to do everything I had planned on doing. I got to do double of that. It's 
it's a blessing, yes. It's it's cute when they're babies. But the good thing is of it when they hit they're gonna hit the same age at the same time. Yeah. So then you'll be you you you'll be done. The other one like, can look out for the other one. You can go and we got two. And the 18s like, oh, both of y'all can be go. Y'all can just go and I don't have to. I feel like golden scenario is probably fraternal twins, boy, girl. Okay. That's probably yeah, like yeah, yeah. you want if you want one of each, yeah. Golden scenario, which is the odds of this. I don't even time. know the I don't even know the Las Vegas odds on fraternal boy girl twins yeah but that's probably like oh we're done i'm getting a vasectomy this weekend yeah like we did it congratulations at the same time same time same age the other one can look out for the other one boom it's a wrap yeah 12 is again oh 12 is nuts that's that's a lot of kids so ella may's family moved um often because her father worked in in logging camps ella may and her mother contributed to the family income doing laundry for workers at the age of 14 ella may married 23 year old well Mm. Okay, that was acceptable back then. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, you want a young a young girl with a lot of childbearing years. Mm. So I married a fourteen year old. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. To even say it, it sounds that sounds insane. Right. That sounds gross to be like, yeah, everybody was doing it. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, at age fourteen, Ella May married twenty three year old logger John Wiggins. The newlyweds lived near Ella May's family, but not for long. Ella May's father and mother and four of her siblings died of accidents or illnesses within six years. Damn. So by 1920, Ella May had very little family left. The logging industry was in decline, and she and John had a growing family of their own. Ella May, John, and their children moved from town to town looking for work before settling in Gaston County, the textile mill capital of the world. The pay at the mills was terrible, but Ella May needed money. She changed jobs and often she changed jobs often and hoped that the next place would be better. But most mills were the same. Long hours, high, pro- high productivity demands, and low wages. Mm. So Ella May gave birth to nine children. Damn. But only five survived survive infancy. Maybe they were having, maybe, maybe that it was like a fail safe. What? Like you have more kids because you just expect some of them mm. might die. I didn't think about that. For the times. If you're having 12 kids now, it's the same. Unless you live on a farm or something, you still live that type of, uh, what is it? Uh, the, um, the people that have beards. Um, more, not Mormon. Uh, they oh the people that ride in the they got they have horses. They don't do technology. Oh uh, goddamn, Rumspringer, Rumspringer. Uh, um, mm, uh, god shit. damn it, uh, fuck, god damn it. Oh okay, we, we got this. It. No, we, we got this, friend. Um, no, fuck that. Okay, it's not Mormon, but it's something with an M, right? Uh, it's they, not. They breed dogs. They <laughs> is that a fact? <laughs> I didn't know. I, that that's why I got my dog from. <laughs> got him from one of these people. Yeah. Amish. It's an Amish there you person. Go. There you okay, go. <laughs> I don't know why the dog thing helped me. Okay, so maybe like people today that are Amish or work on farms still have twelve kids for the help, but back then probably you expect a few to die, possibly, and you need help. Yeah, you just need like I need I need help around the farm, and also some of them might die from consumption. So let's just have a litter and wow. see who survival of the fittest. Oh, see, look, if we do, like we, yeah, if we, we had, want six, if we had 12. Yeah, we want, we, we want six. It, we make it four. Yeah, you go. We want four, but we got to have 12. Yeah, that's like, to get the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my logic that on it. That is wild. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, that is one hell of a way to, to plan yeah. a family out. So it was like, the last, that's fucked up. <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's up. dark, right? Like, hey, these three might not be here. Yeah. So, I mean, I, don't I called him boy. I don't even. You know, I don't even commit his name to memory. He looks weak. If he makes it past seven, yeah, then we can start saying name. his name. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So Ella May gave birth to nine children, but only five survived infancy. John was an alcoholic who left for days and weeks at a time, often taking Ella May's hard-earned money 
with him. In 1926, he left and did not return. Damn. He's a oh, dirtbag. pack cigarettes. He did use pack cigarettes trick, huh? Oh, I'm going to go to the store? Yeah, go to the store real quick. He probably didn't do that. Just left. Deep, deep, deep. Not even that much respect. No. Yeah, so at the age of 26, Ella May was the single working mother of five children. Shout out to all the single uh, heartbreaking mothers out there. Absolutely. Yeah, so Ella May was single working working mother of five children under the age of eight. So she, mm. she had five, at that time, she had five children, and they all was... That's that's a rough window. What's that called? Toddlers? That's yeah. older than toddlers, Toddler, right? Eight? Uh, if they're under the eight, they're like three or four? Yeah, that's, that's a toddler. Yeah, but what's yeah. eight? That's like just a kid. kid, I guess. <laughs> kid. <laughs> she had five kids. They're eight, they're adults. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all need to get a job. Y'all got to start working. Yeah. Uh, so by, by 1929, she earned $9 per week. That's a, that's, that sounds like a lot, right? That sounds like a lot for back then. No? I'm talking about compared to now. That's, that is crazy. Nine dollars a week? Oh, a week! Oh, I thought <laughs> yeah. you said an hour. No. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ! Nine dollars a week. She's that? rich and she's working like a lot, right? What is that? She's making like ten cents an hour. I don't know. Oh, nine dollars a week. A week, and you have f- five mouths, six oh. mouths to feed. Nine dollars a week. Bro. I thought you said an hour. No. I was like, that's damn, is like, she what? like a million? That's like a great. That's like great. She was good. Oh, that's how much a president. Her husband made would still then. be around. Oh, she's yeah. making hell yeah. That's Oprah. <laughs> Making Oprah money, and if she's making that, she might be some related to LMA. Yeah, because <laughs> that's crazy. Now that was, you said that I was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, I thought, yeah, I heard an hour, so yeah, I was like, I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she earned nine dollars a week working the graveyard shift for six for sixty hours a week. Oh, hold on, yeah. no, we got to do math on that one. No, we got to do math on that one. Yeah, no, it's, oh my god, you got to do it the other way. Is, is it, it? I think so. Okay, no, because you can't divide the smaller number by the big number. Oh, how sad, man. We're done. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go ahead and say what I'm thinking it is, and then whatever the number. Okay, okay so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do sixty hours. Uh, divided by six. I mean nine. What I mean are you what? Saying? No, man. I got this, bro. So we're gonna do. What are we 60, doing? I'm trying to figure out how much she makes an hour. Oh, okay. So we're gonna do sixty hours divided, divided by, by sir. What? Nine, 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 no, what was it? Nine dollars? Nine dollars a week. Divided by nine. Sixty dollars an hour. Oh, wait. I think it's six point six 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 cents an hour. No, that's, that's not right. <laughs> six dollars an hour. Man, we should have stayed in school, man. This is sad. Oh, wow. I don't know what the I don't know what the proper I got uh, you, fraction I got is. I don't know Look, what we're supposed you, to be you, trying to do. Look, I got What's you. the formula? So she made okay. she made nine dollars a week. Okay. So she worked sixty hours. She made sixty hours. She she made not nine dollars a week for sixty hours yes. a week of work. 15 cents. Boom. Okay. Wow. Okay. What'd you I do? T- I did I did uh nine divided by sixty. Nine, because that's how much you made. Yes. Then you divide that because that's a total. Yes. Then you divide that by 60. the number of hours. Yes, fifteen Got cents. It. Okay. I didn't know the I didn't know the proper um formula we were Yeah, man, to you tried for. to you tried to shut me down. I I I've been working I worked the numbers for what I do, man. You can't be like, hey, you can't divide the small number. Yeah, you can. That's fair. No, I was like six dollars an hour. That's that's we we just we just had the conversation. She'd have been She's been Super. making bread. Yeah, yeah, that's my fault. So 15 cents an hour? 15 cents an hour. Okay, Fran. Yeah, well, good job, Fran. Way to come in clutch on that. Man, so I'm done. But we still, t- we still took it a while. It took way too long. Yeah. It really makes, it's overall, the message is that that's really sad and we should have stayed in school. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Uh, I actually, I don't I regret it at all. That. I'm doing pretty great in life. <laughs> <disagree> so. <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I take that back, man. Life's going all right. <laughs> so, so I disagree yeah. with that. I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah, so. 15 cents an hour. She worked the graveyard shift, so. The worst shift you can. Yeah. So, um, what's graveyard like? Midnight to six or something. Something like Somewhere, that. Somewhere those hours though. Yeah. So six nights a week, she put her children to bed and went to work. Hearing that, I go, 
that is crazy because my kids can't sleep. Max through the night. barely sleeps through the night. So you and there's nobody else there. Nobody else there. Mm, yeah. So that's well, it's other kids. I guess well, they all like they all like the same age, so it's not like. I mean, I, I I mean, I guess that helps. That helps. Yeah. You get the oldest one to be like, you know, if I'm going to work. Hold it down. Watch. Yeah. So I, I understand that. She had to do what she had to do. Yeah. So she put her children to bed and went to work. In the mornings, she returned home, made breakfast, and took care of the family while trying to rest. Mm. Hardworking mom. Yeah, man. So Ella Mae tried to maintain some control of her life. She refused to live in one of the mill-owned shanties. Instead, she lived on she li- she lived in an African American neighborhood outside of town, where she briefly worked in one of the town's only integrated mills. Oh wow! On April first, nineteen twenty-nine, nearly two thousand workers at the Luray Mill in Gastonian, North Carolina, went on strike. I like it. Let's do it. Luray, Unionize. Yep. Luray Mill was one of the largest textile mills in the world. The strikers demanded a living wage and better working conditions. They were led by a communist organization, the National Textile Workers Union. When the union invited Ella May's mill to join the strike, she was one of the first to walk off the job. Mm. So she she has a family to feed. But but she knows that we go through this hard time right now. And it'll end up a better situation for everybody. But if that's, you stick, if you hold, right. if you stick to it, right? But that's what I mean, though. Yeah. She's like, I need, I have a family. I need, I, we need to make more money, and these work conditions are terrible. Yes. And she was like, and she doesn't live on the shitty uh, shanties that the the textile offer to live in. I guess they maybe do it for free. Yeah. But she was like, this is, I have five kids. This is not probably not enough space. Yeah, hell terrible yeah. Terrible living conditions. And all kinds living of stuff. in this fucking shack. Right. So Ella May was convinced the union was the only way to give her children a better life. Mm-hmm. She spoke at rallies. I mean, she was like a prominent figure line. in the union. She okay. was front line doing. She was out there marching and fucking preaching all kinds of shit. So she spoke at rallies, joined the picket lines and attended meetings. Again, she have kids. She yeah. has to feed and she's not. They're not working. Anymore. And she's a woman. Yep. At this time. Yep. Yep. So that's a big deal. Yeah. So she she traveled with a small delegation to Washington, D.C. to testify before the Senate. The Senate adjourned before the strikers could argue their case, but LMA did not stop there. The mill owners fought back hard. They kicked tenants out of the mill, owned houses, and hired mill thugs to harass strikers. Mm. By late spring, many people returned to work. They were just like, yeah. fuck Tired this. Of this. I'm homeless now because they took the housing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, 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 that's what I was, that's that's I was talking is. about. Yeah, people were like, I can't. I get it, but yeah. I, need, I need to get paid. Yeah. Um, but so, that's but that's when sometimes you got to fucking go and fucking bash some nerd skulls yeah. and go. You're not crossing this fucking picking line because some of those people on but, that on the, some of those scabs might be people who were just picking them with you a month ago. But yeah, but like, the, I'm just I'm gonna go back to work now. I need to work. But but the owners ago they hired. Yeah, that's that's to, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Um, so by late spring, many people returned to work, but a dedicated group of 300 strikers, including LMA, refused to back down. The remaining strikers set up a camp on the outskirts of town and continued to to picket and host rallies. Mm. Altercations with the mill sympathizers and local police were often violent. In June, police officers raided the strikers' camp. The raid turned violent, and the chief of police was killed. Oh. Oh, yeah. Now so, you're like a terrorist group. Yeah. Now it's gone to somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so most of the town's elite sided with the, sm- with the mill owners, especially after the police officer died. Mm-hmm. Local newspapers wrote that the strikers were an un-American, un-Christian, and immoral. Mm. I'm sorry, they took particular issues with the women strikers. You know, they're like, oh, you, women? Y'all want to? Yeah. Oh, we about to shut all this down. They claimed that female strikers were too independent and outspoken. Yep. They dressed like flappers with with bobbed hair, short skirts, and men's hats. 
because they weren't working. They walked around the town during the day, contributing nothing to society. Worst of all, female strikers were active in picket lines and did not shy away from clashes with the male thugs. The local press argued these women were destroying the values of the old South. Mm-mm-mm. So these women were like, I would love for somebody to like write down what the values of the old because you hear that a lot. Like, oh, we're I just don't, traditional don't Southern. It's like it feels like it's like mostly racism and sexism. I don't like, want to. I don't want to hear. What are you? So what are you saying? I just wish it was. You know, let's go back to how it was. Like, what do you mean by that? Alabama just. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama just I mean, That's all you gotta say Alabama just Everything Everything They just did it yesterday <laughs> They just did it 10 minutes ago They just Took out of the What, the, what is it called The uh, Their Alabama the, constitution, the constitution Or whatever that like, they, they could just Segregation like, Yeah they just different get schools The old southern ways man <laughs> That is so wild man The old southern right. ways So the strikers were even more unpopular When they began to consider Racial integration LMA was at the forefront of this effort. That's kind of my reason why I'm doing this story. Mm-hmm. She worked with black labor leaders and encouraged them to join the strike. Black laborers were invited to one union meeting, but were asked to sit in the segregated section. LMA crossed the line and sat with the black workers in a show of solidarity. Oh, it was so, you know, that they tore her apart in the media. Oh, yeah, she's a Negro loving. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I think this is a quote from her. We're going to have a union all over the South where we can wear good clothing and live in a better house. Now we must stand together and to the boss's reply, we'll never, no, we'll never let our union die. Yeah. LMA had an unusual talent for music. She wrote over 20 original protest songs. The songs used traditional melodies and included simple and repetitive lyrics. Her most popular song was The Mill Mother's Lament which described what it, what it was like to leave her children behind every day and why the union was her only, her only source of hope. So I'm going to mm. play that song. I'm just give you a little hint of that song. Sounds powerful. This is um, Pete Seeger kind of just remade the song. Right. Turn it up. <laughs> New LMA. We leave our homes in the morning. We kiss our children goodbye. Oh, wow. While we slave for the bosses, our children scream and cry. And when we draw our money, our grocery bills to pay. Not a cent to spend for clothing, not a cent to lay away. And on that very evening, Our little son will say I need some shoes, mother And so does sister May So that was, that was written by Jesus Christ Ella May, hey man Such a bummer They need food, man They don't got, they don't, they don't have extra sense to just be Just laying around, man Made me sad The the little boy needs shoes, man This is, this is, she written this from the heart This is what she was living All you know them rappers out there rapping all that bullshit Yeah this was this was talk rare. to him, friend. So that was written by yeah. That was one of her original songs. Remember when you asked me when I, like a couple weeks ago when you were like, "What is Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> like? What this is her what, music?" That's what she make a little bit. I basically was in a crowd of like four thousand people listening. Were you the only black person there? It was some, we were Probably. we were there. No, we were it was some of us there. I counted like twenty like twelve. One of oh. them was on the stage, but he counted still. Speaking of that, uh, I went to a farm. 
okay. the other day. Talk to me about it. And we went, I was like, man, it is hella white people here. Yeah, white people love farms. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what is, okay, you're the only black person there. Yeah. Why are you uncomfortable? What is it? Because I, what? Because I, um, I don't know. It just, I, um, I feel like there's no, there's just no type of connection with mm. a whole bunch of white people and just like one black person. I just don't see. Okay. There's nothing there for them. I don't know. I just and you feel like odd man it's out. Just, yeah, it's just weird. It's just like okay. we go and it's just like some of them they they speak. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to say it like that, but <laughs> some of them they speak and they say hi, or whatever, have conversations. Hey, your kids are beautiful. I hate it all the time. By the way, mm-hmm. I do have beautiful kids. All right, man. You but bragging, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and we hear that. And they just, are. And then and then uh, <laughs> whatever. And then um, some of them, they, you just like some of them just they just don't speak. I don't know. I just feel like when you go out and you just come across somebody and they look at you, they just. There should be some type of speak. Interaction or Interactions. something. Interactions. I, I, I just think it's weird when people just walk past each other and they look at each other and it's just like nothing. There's yeah. nothing. I don't like talking to people, but still, I just and think you feel like people, that's more common when you're the only black person in the scenario. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But I mean, I had a good time. Yeah. People were nice, but it's just, it's just weird. Enough of the people were nice. Yeah. A lot of places <laughs> I go, I go, please let me see a black person. Just, this is how, <laughs> it's just how we am. Sorry. Um, yeah, moving on. So that was the song LMA that she wrote. Uh, so on the afternoon of September 14th, LMA and other strikers rode in a truck to attend a rally. A group of men associated with the mill armed with guns ambushed them on the side of the road. LMA, who was pregnant at the time, oh, man. was shot in the chest and died. No one else was killed, leaving many to conclude LMA was assassinated. Wow. Her independence talent and belief in racial and economic equality were threats to mills to the mills mm-hmm. the strike dissolved within weeks so she was she was the heartbeat of this whole thing she was the leader she was pushing this thing i think if she was alive she, she could have did some damage yeah because she was she had people by, had people built behind a strong her. Union, yep she sure. had the african-american people coming in like oh i we believe in what she's trying to fight for yeah and they saw the momentum that she was getting, I assume, and was like, we got to we gotta do something about this. That's what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, man. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa was a union leader, and he got a little too, started turning down the mob when they would ask him to do shit. Mm-hmm. And all he, 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 he had a lot of power, though. All the union people believed in him. Yeah. But a union worker, even with the numbers, it's just like a working person. Like, yep. will any of them shoot somebody? Right. Because my guy will. Yeah, it's dangerous so, work, man. Yeah, so the strike the strike dissolved within weeks, so people was just like, yeah. We they killed the focal work. point. They killed the leader. The leader was like, we gotta go back to work, and this shit just so. All although, um, mill workers saw her as important to this whole thing, to mm-hmm. this whole cause. They were also terrified by the violence of her death. So they saw what happened to her, and it was like, I don't want that. To happen I don't to want me. that to happen to me. Yeah. So five men were charged with LMA's murder. Over 50 eyewitnesses testified against him, but the jury returned a not guilty verdict wow. in under 30 minutes. Wow. 50 witnesses. But do you know why, though? Why? Because of money? No. Oh. One, she was messing with black people. Oh, yeah. Two, two they, the media definitely painted them out to be like communists. From All the, the same shit you see from yeah, yeah, yeah. see today. Communism, trying to take over the country, destroy the country. They're terrorists. They killed the sheriff. So it doesn't matter what happened to her. Fuck her. Yep. That's what the jury felt when they walked into that room. Yep. This communist, Negro-loving terrorist, not guilty. Those yep. people are heroes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, again, they 
guilty verdict another 30 minutes. Labor activists were devastated. One union leader wrote an article that argued that the decision proved that life of a mill worker was considered worthless. Ella Mae songs became her legacy. Historians recorded her work as examples of folk protest songs and famous folk singers like Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie. Uh, Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie. What is mm-hmm. that? Country singer. It's a country singer. Oh, mm-hmm. I never heard him before. Publicly performed and praised her work. So her, leg- her legacy is still living on. People are. Yeah. Boot up, boot up. Great song. Come on, man. (laughs) No, that's not. That's not the song she put out there, man. No disrespect. (laughs) So the fight for workers' rights continued across the country for decades, and LMA LMA's words were um, were there to provide and instill solidarity. Yeah. So shout out to LMA. I I read that story and I was like, uh, I kind of I think I kind of did a story like this a while ago. That was another female worker that was. Helping out, I think she worked the with the NAACP. Movements. I think, yeah, when she was on the doing the um, she was doing she was doing like the 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 civil rights marches. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she was going to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. fighting and marching with these people and letting her words speak for what she's fighting for. And then she got killed in a car with them. Yeah, she yeah. got killed. Yeah. She got she got assassinated. Um, just trying to fight for the right thing. Yeah, not even looking out for just for herself, but for her other people. Absolutely. Trying to make a change in the world. Yeah, man, and yeah. that's fucked up, man. That she. That was I want to I want to know if her um like the family mm-hmm. I wonder where the family is today I would love to know if they carry the legacy doing. on I mean, we get to know. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, and um but there's no there's no closure there they don't even they know who did it they had witnesses but oh yeah they whoever they had on trial yeah. was definitely the people that did it they just didn't get convicted that's fucked up it's really fucked up yep so that was the my story of LMA LMA Wiggins LMA Wiggins rest yep. in peace to LMA Wiggins man. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, my affirmative murder this week is the story of the Monroe Massacre. Mm. Okay. Um, My sources were NBCNews.com, a couple of local newspaper articles that I found from Georgia where the story took place. And so here we go. In 1946, Roger Malcolm, who was 24 years old, was jailed after allegedly stabbing and gravely injuring his former employer, Barnett Hester, a white man, during an argument. A wealthy white farmer named J. Loy Harrison posted bond for Malcolm's release on July 25th of that year. So Harrison was taking Malcolm, his wife Dorothy, her sister May Dorsey, and her and May's husband George Dorsey back to his farm when he says a mob of 20 to 30 white men intercepted their car at Moore's Ford Bridge over the Appalachia Trail connecting Walton and Oconee counties in Georgia. Harrison, who is identified in an FBI report as a former Ku Klux Klansman and well-known bootlegger, was not hurt in this ambush. He told authorities that he didn't recognize anyone in the mob. So I just want you to just put a pin in that. While the mob held Harrison... And the, and the two women at gunpoint, Roger, Malcolm, and George Dorsey were bound and dragged down an old dirt road. Then one of the women allegedly recognized a member of the mob. He cried out, get those damn women out too. Both couples were tied to a tree while the mob lined up like a firing squad. The four were shot hundreds of times in broad daylight by unmasked men. Murder weapons included rifles, shotguns, pistols, and machine guns. Mm. The Tuskegee Institute called the brutal attack a lynching. Despite an intense investigation by the FBI and GBI agents, 
they came back with a quote stating, the best people in town wouldn't talk. This was according to then Georgia State Patrol Major William E. Spence. Apparently, the climate of fear and the threat of retaliation discouraged law-abiding citizens from cooperating with the investigation, although they had an idea who was responsible. For months, the FBI investigated and more than 100 people reportedly testified before a grand jury. But no one was ever indicted in the deaths of Roger and Dorothy Malcolm or George and May Dorsey Mm. at Moore's Ford Bridge in Walton County. The mass lynchings received national coverage and generated outrage. Large protests and marches took place in New York City and Washington, D.C. against the lynchings. President Harry S. Truman, for the first time, directed the Justice Department to investigate the crimes under federal civil rights law. He created the President's Committee on on Civil Rights in December of 1946. The Truman administration also introduced anti-lynching legislation in Congress, but was unable to get it passed against the opposition of the white Southern Democrat Democratic bloc in the state. Wow. (laughs) Telling you, it always comes down to some shit as everything is like, like people say no to some shit. That's crazy. Like the thing we're talking in Alabama about the school thing. It was like, I'm voting against this. People saying no for years. Yeah. So one person just was like, all right. Yeah. yeah, All right. Fine. Fine. Just let them have it. Shit. That's crazy, man. On July 28th, 1946, a funeral for the Dorsey's, and Dorothy Malcolm was held at the Mount Perry Baptist Church. George Dorsey was a World War II veteran, so his coffin was draped in an American flag. The funeral was well attended by national news media, although many black people stayed away out of fear. Because it's like they could bomb this church. I mean, especially when you talk about being actually in the time. Yeah. Because we can all we can all do things that we go, oh, this reminds me of Emmett Till. This is reminiscent of this. Yeah. But when you're in 1946 and you're like, that happened last week. Yeah. They burned, they threw a fucking bomb through a church last week. Yeah. So the last thing I want to do is go to this church where the, all the news media is talking about this, these clan members mob killing these black people. They might get us all in there and blow this fucking church up. Yeah. They were like, listen, we feel terrible that those two couples got murdered. We send our condolences, but I just don't feel comfortable being in a church full of black people with a political protest behind it right now. Yeah. I feel like we, we are not safe there. And that's sad. Yeah. And he served the country too. And he served the country. He was a war veteran, man. Oh, the same kind of, kind of war veteran that is that at this time would come back home, get spat on people tell you, wow. take your, take your uniform off. You don't deserve to wear it from people who work at a mill. Yeah. Who don't got the balls to go? To never. (laughs) So one black man who attended the funeral told journalists from the Chicago Defender, they are exterminating us. They're killing Negro veterans, and we don't have nothing to fight back with except our bare hands. FBI agents heard allegations that Harrison was a member of the Ku Klux Klan and had bailed Malcolm out of jail to turn him over to the lynch mob. Harrison made contradictory statements as he changed his story at one point saying that he had been directed by someone whose name he claimed not to remember to use a less traveled road on the way home. The police suspected that he may have been involved in the plans for the lynching. So basically the guy, Loy Harrison, who bailed Malcolm out of prison after he allegedly stabbed a guy, Mm -hmm. the, the general rumor is, and I I believed it from the go because it's like this white farmer Mm -hmm. with no connection to this guy Shows up and bails him out. It picks up him and his 
wife and his wife's sister and his wife and his his wife's sister's husband picks them all up and this white guy just so happens to get pulled over by a lynch mob. They just yeah. you know so they say allegedly, but it's most it's it's very likely that this guy Lloyd Harrison set them up because mm-hmm. why else would he bail them out? Right. Just out of the kindness of his heart, he wanted to bail out this guy who stabbed a white man in 1946. But the FBI did an investigation and they allegedly found proof that he was in the KKK and that there was a good chance. (laughs) That was like being in the YMCA back then. Like you had a YMCA membership. Yeah. So yeah, you know, of course, yeah, I have my, I pay my dues and, you know, we have nice little barbecues and stuff, you know, nice meetings and do s'more Sundays, but I really uh, don't go to the meetings like I used to. That's a casual conversation between two white people in 1940. So are you still, uh, you still in the clan? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, tonight? me and Mary haven't gone to a meeting in about six months. We really just been so busy. But maybe this summer, I hear they're opening the pool back up. So, yeah. You know, probably do That's like a wild. you know a clan swim, and you know, be a nice little fun thing for the kids to do. They got like a fucking what's the thing they call they do in, in birthdays? What do you hit the pinata? The pinata? It's like a oh, those version. pinatas are crazy. <laughs> Let's not even speculate on the kind of pinatas that they have at uh, KKK birthday parties. Oh, the most offensive things. Just like a black mammy, person hanging from mammy a Mammy dolls and, oh man, with the big red lips and, oh, it's crazy. News of the brutal killings and the subsequent cover-up swept across the nation. The New York Times alone ran 43 separate stories in 1946. This incident and two others enraged, I feel like enraged is probably a strong word, enraged President Harry Truman and helped lead to historic changes. The creation of the first ever Presidential Commission on Race, desegregation of the military, and passage of anti-lynching legislation. Yet this civil rights milestone was nearly forgotten in Walton and Oconee counties for a long time. There was neither mention in local histories nor on historical markers of this incident or tragedy or lynching or any of the other more powerful words that should be used. There was, however, race-baiting graffiti sprayed on the bridge where where the murders took place. The victims, including World War II veteran George Dorsey, even laid in unmarked graves until in 1997, Georgia citizens led by Richard Rich Rusk established the Biracial Moors Ford Memorial Committee to commemorate the lynching and work for racial reconciliation. They have conducted a number of activities, including restoration of cemeteries where the victims were buried, erection of tombstones at the previously unmarked graves, conducting education about the events, and setting up scholarships in the names of those who died. In 1998, they held a biracial memorial service on the anniversary of the attack. Almost 50 years later, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution retold the history of the Monroe Massacre after an eyewitness finally came forward. While hiding nearby, Clinton Adams said he saw the killings as a 10-year-old boy. In 1992, he identified four men as shooters, all of whom had died. Although no one was charged, Adams' testimony in 1992 rekindled interest in the case. And probably if he had not come forward, there probably would not have been the biracial Morris Ford Memorial Committee in the first place. Mm-hmm. He re-sparked interest in the case, got attention back on it, more stories were written about it, and the interest peaked once again. In 2001, Governor Roy Barnes officially reopened the investigation with the, with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. By 2006, the FBI had re-entered the case. It was among a dozen cold cases related to the civil rights era in which the Department of Justice was investigating. In June of 2008, as part of this, 
the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, or the GBI, and the FBI searched an area at a farm home in Walton County near Gratis and collected material which they believed to be related to the lynching. While the FBI did question an 86-year-old man about the lynchings in 2015, it closed this investigation, unable to prosecute any suspect. And I mm. guarantee you that that person, wow. if he wasn't involved, he knew something. Yeah. And it's just like, well, it's been fucking six, 60 years now, so we just can't, like, prove that this 86-year-old man who probably is a little senile, we can't prove that he did it. Mm. But he probably had something to do with it. We found some evidence. Some, You know, he, he lived here his whole life. He was in the clan, found the robe. Charge him anyway. He's, he was part of it. He's also, he knows something if he ain't do it. Charge his ass. He ain't got that much to live anymore. But my whole thing is like, like uh, I read an article about they were they started a trial for a guy that's accused of being a he was a, he worked at one of the Nazi death camps. Ah, that was gonna be my good vibe. Oh, it was yeah. Oh, well, then I, I won't even bring up my point. Oh, okay, I won't even bring up my point. <laughs> well, I can still bring up my you point. You can still bring it. Uh, yeah. So, so my, my point is like, let's say somebody has Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. Which my grandfather is going through right now. Yeah. He still remembers me. Thankfully, he remembers people. He just doesn't remember like stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's on a loop. It's like something that happened in 98. He'll be like, you know, I went and did that yesterday. Yeah. He's a, but he still remembers us, right? If he doesn't remember doing something, is it justice? Like if that 86-year-old man was involved in that firing squad and he's just a senile, dementia-riddled old man mm -hmm. and he's like, I don't even know who I, I don't, who am I? What if, do you think that that would feel good for, to that person's kids or grandkids to see that old man dragged before court and like, lost you know what i mean like i don't know if that would feel good i understand that that's justice yeah but like i don't know it just feels like this is this is all so late it's all it's all it will remind me is like yeah this guy lived a full life so much that his brain his brain betrayed him this should have happened 40 years ago 50 years ago i don't know if i don't know i don't know if that would be a satisfying justice just because he's old and doesn't remember not oh. old if you're oh. old whatever fucking uh joseph d'angelo was old yeah but if Joseph D'Angelo was like, who, who's Joseph D'Angelo? just don't even remember. Yeah, it's like. Probably feel pointless, yeah. And that's what he tried, actually. He tried that. He tried to act like he was like, oh, what? Yeah. But they knew it was bullshit. <laughs> in, in January 2018, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation officially closed the lynching investigation, ending the effort to bring the perpetrators of the lynching to justice. No one was ever charged or prosecuted in this case. The Moores Ford Memorial Committee is committed to telling the story, honoring the dead, promoting healing and social justice, and creating a living memorial to the victims of this horrible crime. Since 2005, the Moores Ford Memorial Committee has annually reenacted the lynchings at Moores Ford in July as a living memorial to the victims, which you can look up online. You can find it. It's very powerful, a little hard to watch for me, but... You know, they bring the kids out. It's like a field trip you can go take. And it's like a living art installation. Like, mm -hmm. you can follow them as they are pulling these people and calling them names. Like, it's, all, it's a bunch of actors. Like, yeah. you're, in a, you're in a living scene outside. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting, but it is, it's very intense and, and, and powerful. But you can look it up if you'd like to see footage of it. The effort was initiated by Tyrone Brooks, a civil rights activist and state legislator. In recent years... Most of the participants have come from Atlanta, about an hour away. Bob Kane, one of the white actors in the lynching reenactment, is a descendant of Leo Frank, a Jewish man lynched by, a white, by white vigilantes in 1915 after the governor of Georgia had commuted his death sentence to life imprisonment 
following his wrongful conviction of charges of rape and murder of a young local woman. Now, wow. I don't know. It says they commuted the sentence from, from, from the death sentence to life in prison. So he was still in prison. So I don't want to say like he was definitely innocent. I don't know, mm -hmm. but it's just interesting. Like this guy feels like his grandfather was the, the system did him wrong too. And so he's now learning about this incident that took place, this miscarriage of justice by really feeling the emotions of it and the they do a whole like a whole meeting before with all the actors like look if you're gonna if you're doing this and you're feeling the emotion and you cry cry we want people to really fe feel that don't hold it back really feel it it's really it's really powerful so he was killed because this guy's grandfather oh his grandfather was killed it was grandfather oh okay his grandfather back in 1915 was killed by vigilante so i, I don't know if he had been let out i don't really understand the way that they described it is as, if, to, he, okay. as if he his wrongful conviction was overturned and he was released that's what i was that's what i was gonna ask yeah but they said his death sentence he should was they, so that person thought that he should he should have been dead yeah okay was converted to life imprisonment following his wrongful conviction of and he went after his grandfather but in 1915 he just was some guy's dad who gotcha. was in prison or whatever damn so yeah man so that was the story of the Monroe massacre rest in peace to roger malcolm dorothy malcolm may dorsey and george dorsey yeah Crazy man, that's fucked up, man. Um, yeah, well, I served this country. I'm fucking. Those those always like those trash. always get me. I mean, any, any any of the stories that we do always get me. But I just have, I just could never. I I never at any point in my life thought I was built for signing up to enlist in the military, yeah. any branch. So I respect anybody who's signed up to protect this country, right? Yeah. And I have my stances on. You know, I think that you know we live in an empire, and you know. You're 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 going to do the bidding of some dude who wants to make money. Like I understand, but these people do leave and they're like, I'm going because I want to protect my family and provide for my family and I want to protect America. And that's yeah. a great feeling to go do something with. I have my own thoughts about who's pushing the buttons and sending these poor people to go and do these things and die for their country and what they stand for and all that. But signing up to do that job is takes an incredibly brave person. Absolutely. So the idea that somebody would do that and then come home and be spat on and disrespected and not not allowed the same benefits that other veterans get. Yeah. It it really boils my blood and makes me incredibly yeah, angry. Me too. Cuz it's just like it's the most American thing you can do is sign up to protect your country. Yeah. And there's what they're saying to you is I don't give a shit what you do. You're not a, you're not this isn't your country. Yeah. So I don't know why you don't walk around thinking you get to feel some sense of pride for your country. That's and fucked that's up. fucked up. That's super fucked up, man. Let's get into these good vibes, man. That pissed, that pissed me off. That's right, folks. It's time for some good vibes. Let's uplift things and bring the spirits up to a high place as we head on out for this episode. Uh, friend, my good vibe story this week is one that's been in play for a couple of months. I've been seeing, you know, hearing updates about it, but... It's finally come through, and the story is about a Cal uh, California family whose uh, prime beachfront property was returned back to them after the land was taken from their family in 1924. So nearly a cent. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing about it for like a couple of months. I've been hearing the brewings, but it, it, it happened. It took place. So nearly a century after their beach resort was wrongfully taken from two black businesses, two black business owners, Willa and Charles Bruce. The California governor, Gavin Newsom, signed legislation that will enable Los Angeles County to return the beachfront property to their descendants. 
Governor Newsom visited the Manhattan Beach property on September 30th to sign the law. Championed by Senator Stephen Stephen Bradford of near of nearby Gardenia, with with the Bruce family members looking on. The measure, sponsored by the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, authorizes the county to immediately begin the process of transfer of transferring parcels of what was known as Bruce Beat Bruce's Beach to the family's descendants. That was named after him. Damn. Well, so I saw it. I think this is dope. But like, was did, it vacant? How did or? they take it in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a different. That's a story for another day, hmm. man. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, the yeah, I don't. I don't want to get into. Just it. Keep I don't out. Yeah, I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess because I could be wrong. The Bruces. The Bruces purchased the property in 1912 and established a popular resort serving black residents. That was a fixture in the community. The Bruces endured years of racist harassment, however, and Manhattan Beach City officials ultimately seized their property through eminent domain in 1924, mm. saying they needed it for a park. So there's the answer to that, actually. Okay. So we don't even need to speculate anymore. They just needed it, friend. Yeah. But it's a we're a profitable business. We're doing well here. Well, we need it. So get out. <laughs> and that works. It's not then. yours. Yeah, so. back then, yeah. Earlier this year, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to... To right the historical wrong by moving forward with a land transfer to the Bruce family in motions co-authored by Supervisor Janice Hahn and Supervisor Holly Mitchell. Wait, they 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 explain how they they took it away from them. Yeah, that's what I I'm talking about. How did they get it back? Like now, like oh, through the- probably the power of social media and like and I'm, I'm, obviously there's legislation that took place, but the story the story came across where it's like we're the Bruce family and our our beach was taken. Now this is a slippery slope. So it's just it's it's a it's just a, a strip of land. Yeah. Okay. Like they probably have a deed that okay, says gotcha. like you know the the layout of how much of the yeah, land gotcha. they owned, and it's okay. like we want. I that thought back. it was like land and some properties on it. It was like there might be y'all got it. Last I'm saying like y'all okay y'all gotta go. I don't see that's what that's I don't know. crazy. That, that's but crazy. and that's why I'm it's a slippery slope because we are living on native land. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It, I'm sure these native people are gonna take notes of this. Like okay, well y'all giving land back? Yeah. I want we, we want all. Our I want all of Wyoming. <laughs> well, all of Oregon. All of everything. I want it all. They could. I mean, they could around. nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is, this was a little gesture. Yeah. But that conversation, when you really want to have it, is people being yeah. like, well, what are we going to do? Like, give it back to them? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, that would be the right thing to do. And now they have precedent saying, well, so you guys can do the right thing sometimes. But they didn't do that for all black people. We was, I'm still waiting on my 40 acres in New York, right? Well, you aren't waiting on anything. But, you know, yeah. But <laughs> hey, Mr. You know? Mr. Rod. He might, you know, might have something down with a couple Evanses. Oh, a couple. You know, yes, as, 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 you know what? I take, let me take that back. Because, yes, as a descendant. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. The 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 oh, the oh debt doesn't go away because yeah, you're the person who the debt was yeah. given to is gone. Yeah. And and th- this is evidence of that. What if what if I, we own a whole bunch of shit? And I don't even we, we don't even know. Hey man, that's that's, that's America, man. For some, yeah. For others, they'll be like, this family business has been around for two hundred years. Why don't you pull your bootstraps up? I've been making I've been making six figures since I turned twenty years old because my dad owned this company and his dad owned it and his dad owned it. <laughs> and you're like, well, my dad owned the company. It was a, a beach resort, yeah. and then the, and the government came in and just was like, you don't own this anymore. So, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good vibes, okay. friend. Let's live. No, it's, it's good vibes, okay. though. Uh, <laughs> Governor Newsom was quoted in saying, as we move to remedy the nearly century-old injustice, I thank the Bruce family, Senator Bradford, Los Angeles County Supervisors, and all of those who fought to keep the legacy of this place alive and deliver this long overdue justice. This bill passed the legislature unanimously and with overwhelming community support. SB 796 shows that it is never too late to address the injustices of the past, said Senator Bradford. 
the city of Manhattan Beach, County of Los Angeles, and the state of California owe a debt to the Bruce family. So, yeah, all right. Those are big words, man. And he all I'm saying... A run, ain't he? Huh? Ain't he on a, little, on a little bit of a run, Governor Newsom? Yeah, he's been doing some cool stuff. Yeah. He's been doing some cool stuff. But he started, he started off the year rubbing people the wrong way because mm. he was like, hey, man, stay home. And then he was out There's at a, a, a restaurant. Yeah, so. But anyway, we're not going to... Anyway... <laughs> Congra- good job, Gavin, Gavin Newsom, yeah. on this one. Congratulations to the Bruce family. It's long overdue. And all I'm saying is, when the natives pull up, because they are going to pull up and have been pulling up for several, for hundreds of years, yeah. they're going to pull up after this story. And I would like to see some of that same energy. I'm not saying, uh, realistically, we can't just be like, well, Wyoming, all the white people in Wyoming, get out. But people that really say, like, this was my, I lived here. My grandmother lived here. Yeah. People are going to come with those receipts. Like this was my grandmother's house, so I want I it back. Him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either, and I hope that they get the justice that the um that this, that the Bruce's got, yeah, especially in Wyoming. I don't have it. I don't. I'm using Wyoming as an example. I don't oh. even know if there's a ton of like native reserve. I mean, there's native land everywhere, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying Wyoming because it's like big and green and open. Yeah, well, I don't want to go there. I'm just saying. I don't you don't go to Wyoming? Mm, Kanye West. Well, he loved Wyoming. <laughs> Okay. All right, bad examples. All right, all right. Anyway, friend, your good vibe story is <laughs> what? So I don't have a good vibe story this week. The one okay. I was going to read, I'm not going to do anymore. But okay, the good vibe is that I have that touches every. It gets me all the time. Mm-hmm. We might have brought this up uh, before, but the videos of um, people coming home doesn't matter if it's from the military, sure, or prison. Prison. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I seen the one I seen specifically was a kid was at like. I think they they did like a little lunch or whatever. Okay, that was coming home. Saw this, yeah. Okay, and uh, he was like writing something. Then he mm-hmm. sat down, was like, eh, whatever. And, he and the dad over, sat like, next to him. Yeah, he looked just, over like, what the? Fuck? Like, wait. Yeah. Like dad, so like dad snuck in and sat down oh next to him God, when he wasn't man. paying attention. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was a good. Just cut him off guard. Oh, yeah. I almost broke down. I, it gets me all the time, man. Oh yeah, I mean, when I, I need to when to I need to feel when I'm in a space where I'm like I'd like to feel today. Yeah. I look up people coming home videos. It's usually military video, and they always play that fucking. That P. Diddy song. I'm coming home. P. Diddy? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a Diddy song. No, it's not. That is, man. That's Last Train to Paris. What am I thinking about? I don't know. I think you're thinking of um, See You Again. Oh, That's another one. They play that one, too. Yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah. That's but either one of those, they play those, either one of those, and then somebody's like, Dad? And yeah. they run, and I'm like, oh, oh, I start crying. So when I need yeah, to feel, man. that's my go-to. So yeah, I don't know if that's good vibes, but if it, sometimes it, if it feels vibe. good to feel. Yeah, it's emotional, but you're happy, happy tears. Yeah, happy, happy emotion. Sometimes you're so happy you cry. Yeah. So yeah, those are good vibes. So look up, look up one of those videos today, folks. Now, friend, this was big. I wanted to say, I wanted to save the the last words. I don't have any recommendations today. So this this episode is the last episode in our pod loft oh yeah yeah, yeah uh, i am moving our house our house sold so applause round of applause round of applause for us our house sold we have we are we, we packed up the house we are moving this weekend yeah so this is the last episode of the podcast in this Damn. space where yeah, man. the whole inception of the podcast the podcast name was created here yeah. the first podcast was recorded here yeah. we've done we won't be doing episode 200 from here nope unfortunately i looked up the dates of the closing and everything and we just won't be here for the 200th episode but we've recorded 198 seven somewhere around there 97 90 ish yeah. 190 something episodes from this house from this podcast studio we've yeah. had an incredible run yep. it's we've had some incredible opportunities that arose from this house and so i just wanted to take an opportunity to thank people 
right? Because there's a lot of things that happen that if they didn't go that way, who knows where we would be right now. Yeah. So first thing I want to thank your fiance. Give it up for her because she got pregnant and then we were supposed to be roommates. <laughs> so that that changed everything. Who knows where we would be, who who I would have dated, any yeah. of that kind of stuff, how things would have gone. Well, I if, thought about that. And if you would have met Sierra, then you would have been like, hey, man, I got to move. But 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 who knows? Maybe I, maybe I don't meet Sierra if, if we move in together. Maybe I don't hang out well, with the same. Maybe we start hanging out with new people. I guess. You just never know everything. But it's a butterfly effect, man. Yeah. Okay. You know, you step on a fly, you change everything. President gets assassinated. You just yeah. everything. What? I'm just, that's how that's how that works. The butterfly effect, man. Right, man. Small change here can lead to a big change there. Okay, right. So thank her. I want to thank you, man. Give it up to you. You rode with me on this journey. We came up with this idea. Yeah. You come consistently. Yeah. Every week, you've been coming. We've been doing this for like four years, man. It's been a hell of a run. Yeah. And Damn, it's been it's longer been long? than four years. I mean, we've been friends since we were twelve years old, man. It's just been a hell of a run, man. Yeah. You've been you've been with me the whole way, and I appreciate you for yes, that, sir. I want to thank Sierra mm -hmm. because she was the first fan of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I, still the biggest, I, I, yeah. I would be hard pressed to, to think that there's a bigger fan out She's there. She's in the intro of the. Yes. Oh. Yes. That is her voice at the oh, beginning of the yeah. podcast. So I want to thank Sierra as well. Yep. It, this has been, this has been, this chapter of my life has been an incredible chapter. It's been a, it's been a beautiful run. Uh, this house was a lot of funny memories uh, came from, came from this and a lot of, I mean, I found a passion here, man. Yeah, I was. I, I want to get some thanks to. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, man. I'm sorry, man. Go He's ahead. taking all of us. I'm taking sorry, all man. Time, I'm, man. So, I'm sorry, man. I, did you sell a house? Did you sell a house? I don't think I got to do anything. I just want. Did get, you wanna, sell the house that uh, the thing uh, is in? Uh, that uh, we're doing the thing? Yeah, no. But I, I wanna, was going. I was going to let the drummer get some. Oh, okay. All right, no, go, so, ahead, go, I'm, ahead, go I'm, ahead. No, go ahead. I just again, I want to thank the listeners, and I and I want to thank. I want to let people know that we had everything. You know, we've been doing this podcast for a long time. Yes, everything is not. You know, everything's not sweet and everything's not roses. We had some hiccups people don't know about. Don't know about the, the behind-the-scenes shit that we go through. Absolutely. As buddies and, you know, as best friends, we can go and talk to some things out. We had some, yeah. some we headbutted a couple some, times. Some, we but, some scuffles. Yeah, but we, yeah, for sure. But we know how to, I think about our friendship, we know how to talk about it. We know how to get past it and we know how to grow and move on from it. And and nothing nothing is ever sour between us because we know how to talk about the stuff Absolutely. that we have issues with. But. Just shout out again to all the listeners and shout out to everybody that's been a huge part of the, the podcast. I had, Sophie was born before we started this podcast, right? But barely. Barely, yeah. Yeah, she so was I just born. Day, almost one and a half kids. Yeah, doing this, the, yeah doing for sure. We've we've definitely made some announcements, but we definitely announced Max on this one, on this podcast and, yeah, and here. Uh, yeah, man, life, a life, life has changed a lot in four years. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and a lot of memories were made and, um, it was a beautiful run, man. Yeah. I am incredibly thankful um, for people. There have been people that have been reaching out because, you know, I, I I let people know that you know, me and Sierra are no longer together. Yeah. And I appreciate people reaching out to ask if I'm okay. I'm in a good space, man. I'm really happy. And um, I think that going forward, you know, she's one of my best friends. So I would love to keep it that way. But this chapter has closed. Yeah. The house is selling. The pod loft. Goodbye to the pod loft, Damn. obviously. Yeah. But we'll find a new place and we'll make some more memories. Yeah. Life is chapters, man. And this chapter's closed. And chapter 30's next year. We're going to Vegas. And man, um, oh, I'm I'm really man. I'm really just excited about what's next in life in general. Oh, he's talking about Vegas. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, you're really excited to go to Vegas. But I'm excited to go to Vegas too. But I'm just talking about just looking forward oh, to yeah. Just in general. Oh, I ain't, I ain't thinking that far. Either, <laughs> yeah, man. but yeah, no, it, uh, it's a lot of positive stuff on the horizon, some stuff we can't talk about. And yeah. maybe not even maybe not even happen. But 
man. I'm just happy to be a part of the journey, man. Yeah. And so again, thank you, man. It's been it's been a hell of a ride, and let's keep on riding. Yeah. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francois Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.